Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Do you know what I use to record these podcasts? It's Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or a computer. It's all really, really easy. It's all really intuitive. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast. Good afternoon, again. Welcome, again, to Inside Indiana Sports Now with Kent Sterling. It's Wednesday, June 9th, 2021. We're brought to you by the great people at Today's Dentistry. Dr. Mike O'Neill, flat out the best at what he does. He is a terrific dentist. 317-849-2933 is the number to call to take full control of your dental health. Hit subscribe, press like, ring the bell. Let's go. Let's talk about sports. Big news. That's why we're doing a second chapter today. Nate Bjorkren fired as the Pacers head coach. We had a chance to catch up with President of Basketball Operations Kevin Pritchard just a few moments ago. The first question that he was asked is whether the criteria for this head coach search has changed from the criteria that was utilized to hire Nate Bjorkren less than a year ago. You know, we we, kind of have an identity already. A little bit of that hard hat and lunch pail has served us well over the last 12 or 13 years that I've been here. And Um, I think we've got to get back to that. So we'll tap into that database that we already have, but I think that that it'd be remiss if we, if we didn't open it up, uh, open up the playbook a little bit, keep an open mind. Uh, There's a few guys that we're, we're sort of looking at hard uh, or we'll, we'll start. Uh, But that process really hasn't started yet. It may be in a little bit in our minds, but as the true process of hiring someone, that really hasn't started yet. Pritchard was then asked whether he's going to consult his current players as to who the next coach should be. Players, uh, they have opinions, but sometimes they don't know what's the best for the organization, or sometimes they don't know what is the best that pushes them. Sometimes they want, you know, players want, you know, what's comfortable and easy, and sometimes you got to expand that a little bit. So, of course, we'll talk to them. Um, I don't know at what level. I guess that would be the, the quick answer. Then I asked a question. Um, kind of ex- expanding upon that question, it, it would seem, and I'm assuming something here, that part of the reason that Nate's no longer the coach is that he couldn't get the buy-in of the players at the level he needed to be able to get them to play at the level he needed to get them to play at. Isn't it easier to get the buy-in on the front end than hope for the best once the guy's hired? Um, I think that, yeah, I think that there's something to that, Kent. I, I don't, I don't just, 
I think that, you know, wherever you're, some teams, there's different timelines for every team. As, as you, as you have a young team and you're pushing them and you're, you're teaching them how to be a professional, that, that, that's one type of coach. And, and, you know, that's a, a certain set of skill sets. And then I think that there's, you know, where we are, we, we've got a decent team and we're trying to maybe not go from good to great yet, but we're trying to go to good and those players will have some, some feedback. So we'll, we'll, we'll listen. Of course we listen. We've got guys on our team that have earned the right to have a voice, but what I, I, I do believe there's a, a point where someone has to make a decision that pushes those players to push the envelope so they become the best and they don't fall into, I'm just going to play into what I do best. You got to push players. This is a, a human management. And when I mean push, I don't mean like, uh, you know, hitting them. What you got to do is you got to get them to be their best. And that's what great coaches do. Kevin was then asked about the construction of the current locker room and whether he's concerned that the current locker room is really the cause for the coaches' failures rather than the coaches themselves. We need somebody that sits on the bench that's good enough to play, but also holds everybody accountable. I'm telling you, I watched, I watched a, a series, uh, Florida team down south. They've got a player that has played with them for 20 years, and he is the best in the business, and it's why they're good. It, it's one of the reasons why they're good. And uh, when you have a, a, Ross, a, a, a locker room that – that holds each other accountable, that isn't afraid to have some tough love, that isn't, um, is willing to give it, then, then you know you have it. Sometimes with, with this past team, we might have been just too nice. I think sometimes we just had kind of a nice locker room and came in, did their business, and we need somebody that, that's going to step up. I challenged a couple players. Um, I'm excited to see what happens, but we may not have it. Then Kevin was asked if because last time around he took a chance on the first-time coach, at this time he'll look more closely for a veteran. Well, it's funny you say that because Kelly Kroskoff, you know, she's she's built championship teams and she's hired great coaches. And and she keeps saying, to her credit, it's a it's an impressive thing to see. She's as impressive as it gets. She says it's really easy to take the pendulum and move it way over. You know, you go from a sort of a modern coach back to traditional, back to my, and there's a challenge in that. And so I think there's a modicum of, of the way we look at it. Maybe we don't swing the pendulum so far over. Maybe it swings to the middle, but um, that's hard to do too. You know, it's, it, I think there's a balance of some experience but also some new level of, of basketball, because as I'm watching the playoffs, yeah, you got to defend and you got to get stops. But this, this new age of basketball is high level offensive talents and you got to make shots. And so to me, you got to have that balance. You got to be able to be able to uh, sort of do the things you do defensively. And, and, and quite frankly, we've had a great assistant coach that, that really spearheaded that for the last, about like 25 years and we missed that I, I, we missed that but also you can't get away from the fact that this new NBA is a lot about 
putting the ball in the basket and it's an offensive game. So it's threading the needle isn't the easiest thing in the world to do, but we're going to, we're going to do it. We're, we're going to find a good one. Kevin was then asked how big a deal defense is as he looks for Nate's replacement. Look, I, it's been pounded into me since I've been here from Larry Bird and Donnie Walsh defense wins championships. And, and, and I believe that I, I do believe that. But again, I'm watching the NBA right now and I'm seeing these guys make shot after shot after shot. And I know it's a, it's, it's a balance. You got to be pretty good at, at both. If you look at the, the teams that are still playing, most of them are, are top 10 in offensive efficiency or defense and defensive efficiency. If you get in the top five, you're a championship level team. To get both is awfully tough. But uh, when I watch an, uh, us play and we're out there grinding on defense, we've been able to win ugly over the last 10 years. And this year, I didn't feel like we could win ugly. I felt like we had to outscore teams. So my initial reaction is always, let's get back to that lunch pail and, um, you know, hard hat type type of a team. Then Kevin was asked by the great Scott Agnes, what role ownership played in making this decision and what his three-year vision is for this Pacers team? Uh, of course, I, I consult Herbie and Stevie. That's that's just something we, we do that on a daily basis, but this was my decision. And, um, and, and, you know, as, as we move forward for the next three years, you know, we, we have a, a, a good roster. I think, I think we've got a team that can compete at, at maybe not at the top three right now. Um, I think three or four, but we're in that next group. And if healthy, I think we can compete with any of those teams. And once you get into that, area um you know assume health assume uh you know the team comes together I think we're a tough out and then Kevin was asked a really good question how does making this change after only a year force him to examine his own process you know we're evaluate we we've been evaluating today we're going to evaluate tomorrow uh if it's one thing that I think I ask of our staff my immediate staff is to let me know what I can be doing better. And uh, we're, we're doing a pretty hard autopsy on, on the process and, and we're going to, we're going to be better at it. Um, it's not easy. Uh, obviously self-reflection is never easy, but, um, but, you know, I, I have a great group that I really rely on Chad and Kelly and Ted. Uh, they, they are a very talented group of, of, of people. And I have a lot of confidence that they can help us through this. Then the question was asked specifically, where was the disconnect between Nate and his team? I don't know if that serves anything. Um, I think Nate beat himself up today as much as any coach I've ever seen. He took it pretty hard. And so I have too much respect to, to sort of open up those wounds. I think he knows what he needs to improve on. And I, I think he will. Um, uh, and we've had multiple conversations today, and I'm sure we're going to have multiple ones in the future. I consider him a friend, and I want to help him. I want to help him. You know, he's now been a pacer. I want to help him as much as I can. And what process does Kevin use with his staff to put together the initial list of candidates for this gig? We, what we've done is we've divided some background work. Uh, we'll identify a few coaches. They'll go do uh, – five to 10 calls and background on that coach. 
we'll circle back. We'll try to get to a, a strength and weaknesses. Uh, and then after that, we'll say, well, how do we build a, ro- a not a roster? How do we build um, a staff, an assistant coaching staff around his weaknesses? And, and then we'll start doing due, due diligence on those assistant coaches. And so this isn't something that takes a few co- phone calls and you're done. It's, it's a divide and conquer. And it, it literally is what happens is we divide, we make a ton of calls. We come back in for a couple hours. We get all our information on the board. We get it down to a little smaller, maybe more bulleted point. And then we're off again, the next group of, of candidates to get that strength and weaknesses. And, and then at the end of the day, uh, I probably was pulled into this past year of like, I wanted to take a risk. I wanted to take a chance and have something that maybe had a lower uh, floor, but a higher ceiling. And uh, this year, maybe it's, it's maybe skew down a little bit and maybe look at, 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 at something a little bit different. And again, I have in my mind, I just, I don't want to come, come forward with that quite yet. That's Kevin Pritchard from about a half an hour ago. He talked to us via a Zoom call. He was also asked about Terry Stotts specifically as a candidate for this job, and he putted on that question saying, you know what, he just fired a coach. He'd rather stick with that rather than vet publicly the candidacy of other guys who might want this job. Terry Stotts, of course, fired just a few days ago as a head coach of the Portland Trailblazers. So we'll see what the, what the Pacers net out of this coaching search. Hopefully they get the right person in place to lead this team to a place that they haven't been in a while, and that would be the Eastern Conference Finals. This team's construct is really interesting. It's unique. Is Kevin Pritchard going to be aggressive in rebuilding it, or are they going to run this back in the way it's built today? Plus, having the 13th overall pick, maybe a little bit higher depending on how the lottery falls. We'll see how that works. These are interesting times for the Indiana Pacers. Nobody likes hiring a coach and then turning around a year later and firing a coach. In fact, it's never happened in the history of this franchise. We'll see exactly how it plays out. Interesting stuff on a June day where we didn't know anything interesting was going to happen. We'll talk about it tomorrow morning. Breakfast with Kent, bright and early, 8 o'clock on YouTube Live, immediately thereafter on Facebook Live as well. And anywhere that you're consuming this, podcast right now you'll hear it there too can't wait to talk to you then it is ryan here and i have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.